0: Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Leader Johnson. We are another episode of Follow the Leader. Yes, yes, man. Your host with the most. Go ahead, ever toast. It's back. Listen, man. I I got good um good follow, great. Until I love my followers, man. They like I got some great ones. Like I just you know when I say ten percent, it's really ten percent. They just mess up the vibe. What's up, the Chinese out there? Um. She brought up some good points and we're going to get to the Jalen Hurts situation where I was like, I've been saying one thing, like I feel like, and um, I feel like it's pretty much a definite that this man has to have, not has to have, but will have an MVP season if he just does well. And what I mean by that is his talent and then we're also going to talk about Kareem Hunt, um, Eagles. Will they get Kareem Hunt, and why? Why they could, and why they couldn't? Um, also, want to talk more about the Villanova scoring situation. I think a lot of things are um, interpreted in this whole situation of um, where the Eagles are at and how good they are now. Last year. This is why the standard shouldn't even be surprising for Jalen Hurts last year. We know he passed for 3,144 yards, 16 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He rushed for 784 yards and 10 touchdowns. The year before that, he had 1,061 yards, 6 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. He had 354 yards, 3 touchdowns. 354 yards, three touchdowns, but he upgraded from that once he got the opportunity to start. He upgraded from his passing yards, his passing touchdowns, and we know he had the nine interceptions. But he upgraded. He evolved once he got the opportunity. Now, you give him A.J. Brown, a star receiver in this league, one of the best, and a young receiver, and his best friend. You already see in practice how the chemistry is. You can't talk about that last year. He didn't have chemistry with nobody. You come and you see the leadership chemistry with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. You see it. Then Devontae Smith, come on. He had him last year. That was his main guy last year. He, he knew him in college. So now there's two guys you got chemistry with. You got two years chemistry playing with Hurts. A.J. Brown is your is your boy. Then Dallas Goddard from last year. That's yes, another Pro Bowl star tight end. Who's going to take a leap? This guy is really better than people think he is. He could be the best tight end in football. Him and Kyle Pitts are something special. Like, Dallas Goddard really is good. For They knew what type of star it could be. They knew he could replace Zach Ertz. They knew it was an eventual thing that would happen because Ertz would need that contract money. So it was a great drafting by the organization to get somebody if you weren't going to pay Ertz that money or if you feel like you didn't want to pay a guy that money with those type of years on him, Goddard was a great player, right? Now, that's three-star guys in that. And then we look at Miles Sanders, okay, which I want to talk about. I really want to talk about this guy, but we'll get to that because we're going to get to the Kareem Hunt situation. Miles Sanders had a good year. He just gets hurt. When he's on the field, he's one of the best running backs, top three in football. For anybody that says this, that's crazy to say top three, Miles Sanders is one of those type of running backs. When he's on the field, he is a dangerous player. You got Kenneth Gainwell. This is a young stud running back who can really catch the ball. Everybody's forgetting about this guy. He's a young stud, but he's the second running back, though. Mm-hmm. Boston Scott. Anytime it was just him and he had to pick up the load, he always did. We're not talking about a guy who's getting 20, 30 carries. We're talking about a guy who impacts every time he's on the the football field. And we'll go once again to talk about the running backs, not right now, because I got a whole other section on the running back situation. Richard Rodgers is not a Pro Bowl tight end. He's a tight end that can catch the football, score touchdowns. He can get 10-yard plays. It's a second guy. No, Everybody's thinking about not thinking about the secondary weapons. Richard Rodgers, Quez Watkins with his speed. Now, Quez Watkins is not your number two. He's your number three. Nobody's thinking about Zach Pascal and Greg Ward Jr. These are not stars. These are guys with good hands. They can cover ground. They can make big plays. Nobody's going to think about, nobody's thinking about the big plays that will be made by the other guys. Like with Mac Hollins when the 2017 team. Now, Mac Hollins didn't, have a star like thousand yard year, but in the Super Bowl year, he did have sixteen catches for over two hundred yards. You know, fourteen yards per catch. That's good for a guy that's not gonna get in there and just you know be this. It's uh, not gonna be a stud player to to the core. They had Brent Selleck. They had Mac Hollins. And you know, Nelson Aguilar was a dynamic third receiver. I'm just saying, man, listen, when you got guys that can cover ground, so many guys on the field, nobody's thinking about the Zach Pascal sound. Sariani loves this guy. He loves him. So you know he's going to give him chances chance to catch the ball. Greg Ward Jr., I think, makes the team because Greg Ward Jr. is also a guy that Jalen Hurts likes. That's five guys. Then Jalen Rager, nobody's to listen, that's crazy. We don't know what's going to happen with that. But if Jalen Rager gets in there and this becomes a decent weapon, just a decent weapon, that's another guy that can cover ground. So those are catches. Nobody's thinking about the secondary weapons. Nobody's thinking about that. The Richard Rodgers, the Zach Pascal, the Greg Roy Jr., the Jalen Ragers. Nobody's thinking about those because those guys are going to get a chance to eat because of what the dynamic one, two, three of Watkins, Brown, and Smith. Then you got Dallas Goddard. So, all those guys are going to get a chance to eat. So, let's think about it. Hurts has already improved just with the weapons he has. Smith was his number one receiver. He just got used to Dallas Goddard. When I mean just got used, they traded Zach Ertz last year. Like, he had to get used to him on the go. Like, you know, because first it was Ertz or Goddard. Now, you had that one guy. Now you got to get that chemistry with him. He's there. He's a main guy. Now this is a whole beginning. I think this would, if you look at it, if you didn't have Brown and you just came in without Brown with this team, because if you really look at this offense, Pascal, Brown are the only like new people on this team. As far as offense, everybody else been here last year. Everybody. So you're adding, a that's how big and dynamic A.J. Brown is. So you mean to tell me, you give Jalen Hurts this guy and you give him a Zach Pascal, another guy you plug in there, who, watch what I say, he's going to be a guy that's going to cover some ground. He might be a guy like, he might be the one guy to take Jalen Rager's spot as a number four. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that to happen. If Jalen Rager gets signed... I mean, if he makes the team, it's Rager, number four, and Pascal. Because if he makes it, then he's going to be number four because he played that good. It's the same thing, What I'd say it's, it's no in-between. Either Rager makes the number four receiver or he's done. He's not going to be number five. That's not how they're doing it. He either makes, he either beats out Pascal for number four or he's, he's out of here. either released or traded. He has to play that good because you know, you see Pascal, he got hurt a little bit, he had to fall back. He's already has a spot on this team. Where he is going to play at is either going to be number five or number four. He's got a spot on his team. Rager has to prove himself. Pascal was signed just because of guys like because of what Rager did last year. So if Rager doesn't prove he's number four, to have Pascal back at number five, and then you see what Brittain Colbert is doing, I think they got plans for him. Because he can return the ball and he's showing he can catch the ball. You got Greg Ward Jr., Devon Allen. It's a lot of receivers. It's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But one thing's for sure, he has upgraded weapons. He is a second year in his offense. Really the second year to me because this is his full starting year last year. But you got to give that first year some credit because he did, you know, but that was Doug Peterson. This was his first year with Nick Sirianni last year. So now he's in this offense, a confident coach in Jalen Hurts. They give him all the weapons possible that you need. They have three running backs. So now that's going to be a big thing with the best offensive line. That's going to be a weapon to decoy any of the receivers. Make the, the receivers the guys that really benefit because the running game is going to be something you're going to have to stop. So now Hurts is going to be able to get off, get more touchdowns, go down the field. With his guy being the number one receiver. His guy. This is not a, a star you brought in. and Okay, a star goes with the quarterback to help him out. No, this is his best friend. So, it's chemistry all in there. He's already been riding for him. This team already rides for Jalen Hurts. Then you got Devontae Smith as your second receiver. He's a number one type receiver. He's going to get all types. This is Listen, this is all types of opportunities for Hurts to do good. There is no mediocre in between. There is no mediocre. He has the talent. He can throw the ball. Everybody talk about his accuracy. Listen. He can still make big plays. You've seen it. Everybody's seen it. So there's nothing to go against that. So he could. There's no way to say he's not going to evolve. That's what he always does. Even when he had mistakes at Alabama, when he went to Oklahoma, what happened? You can say whatever you want to, but he evolved. Everybody has the ifs, ands, and buts and things to say about Oklahoma. Look at Tua. Okay, now look at Hurts. Look what they're at in the NFL. So, obviously, it's not that long of a stretch of talent. Then look what he did with Oklahoma. Hurts' numbers at Oklahoma made two of numbers. Hertz was going for the Heisman Trophy. So, once again, I go back to his talent. It's self-explanatory what he has. You all know he has an arm. Accuracy has to improve, but he still makes big plays anytime he has weapons around him, just like at Oklahoma. Had weapons around him, what did he do? He almost had 1,000 yards last year. Now, do I think that goes up? It could. It just depends. He's more used to the offense. Yeah, he can make more plays to make him get 1,000 yards rushing next year. Hurts has that. He's big. He's hard to bring down. And now you have A.J. Brown. See, the thing is this, which I don't understand. You insert. How about inserting A.J. Brown's numbers just in the team last year? Add whatever A.J. Brown touchdowns was to... Jalen Hurts touchdown total. If you bring Pascal in, that's that's eight touchdowns. That's 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions. That is if you add the yards up. Because, yes, if he's the fourth receiver, he can get 384 yards in this. Listen, 384 yards with A.J. Brown had also. You combine that around 800 something yards. That's. Think about it. It's around 4,200 yards, it's about. And then if you look at it, you can't just say that he's going to have the same year. A.J. Brown's going to have a better year. You know, Tennessee Titans, the quarterback they had, he's not. He don't have the talent that Hurts got. You know what's going to make it even harder? Hurts has the ability to run. So people are going to try to play that, and he's going to be able to get passing yards, big plays, because people are going to try to play him to run. You're going to have to play Hurts to run. So he's gonna get yards off that. And when you have a weapon like AJ Brown and Smith, just them two, they're gonna make a lot of plays. They're gonna make a lot of play. they're gonna get open a lot. They're gonna they're gonna be able to catch balls, contest them. You know, the balls that they get contested from, you know, cornerbacks are gonna, elite cornerbacks are gonna have problems with them. These two receivers are real good. And then the crazy part is they have to practice against Slay and Bradbury and practice all the time. So it's not going to be too many guys that's going to be better than them two. <laughs> I mean, they're going to get you re- ready for the elite, other elite corners who are better than them, whoever those guys are, because these are two of the top 10 cornerbacks in the, in the whole league. So there's only eight guys that are even close to being better than any of these guys. So A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Smith just alone is gonna be a problem and help him get to the MVP. Then you've got guys like Quez Watkins, Richard Rogers, Zach Pascal, if they have Rager, Greg Wood, all of them are gonna be able to cover ground. And then last year, think about it. Look at how good Sanders can catch the ball. Look at how good Gawell can catch the ball. Look at we're gonna to go to the when we come back from break, we go on break, we're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about the running back situation. But look at those weapons. With the talent that Hurts has. Just seeing what he did last year. When he plays, he has to be an MVP. You have the weapons. There's no in-between with A.J. Brown and De- uh, Devontae Smith. What are you going to have? A, we just win the division. We just went go to the first round. No, we're not talking about him doing that. We're talking about him having an MVP season. We're not talking about where the Eagles go if they, you know, don't look up because that can happen. You can be an MVP and don't advance. We know this, right? Okay, so don't even, he wins a division. If if the Eagles win the division, we know he stays. If the Eagles make the playoffs, we know he stays. But I'm telling you how his numbers going to look. If his numbers are like not like that, then we're not advancing. He has to have those MVP numbers because he has the talent. And you have the talent around you. If he doesn't have MVP numbers, he's not playing good. All he has to do is play well. One guy was like playing well and playing MVP is too- no. That's not. See, you're-, you're on a whole other criteria. You're saying him just playing well and not and not having M- playing well is not having MVP numbers. That what you're saying? Playing well is not having MVP numbers. Not with Jalen Hurts' talent, he can just play well. Tom Brady can just play well and have MVP numbers. Lamar Jets can just play well and have MVP numbers. Josh Allen can just play well and have MVP numbers. With the talent that Hurts has and with the talent in front of him, that is it. It's like when Tom Brady went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, comparing because Tom Brady's weapons. <laughs> Tom Brady weapons, Hurts' weapons. Yes, you compare them. You don't compare them by comparing resumes. You compare them by talent mixed with talent and results. Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and had one of the best years he's ever had. You know why? Because he got the same luck of like when he had Randy Moss when they was undefeated and lost it all. but man, that team was just yes you're gonna if Tom Brady did not have MVP numbers with that team, they're not going anywhere. If he didn't have MVP numbers the year they won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, guess what I said. They're not going anywhere because you have no choice with the talent of Tom Brady and the talent that was on their field but to have MVP numbers. You have no choice. Tom Brady had a lesser team with the Patriots when the Eagles, when Michael Vick came. When Michael Vick came, played for the Eagles, and they cheated him out the Super Bowl, I mean, out the MVP, just like they did Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, Tom Brady did the same thing with a more or less talented team. Look at that team that Tom Brady had on paper when they went to the Super Bowl. On paper, guys you heard, where did they go? Who did they? None of these guys are superstars. None of these guys are stars. Just productive receivers, got put in a good system by Belichick, and boom. But you see the difference. Now, you might talk all that mess about, oh, no, these guys was – these guys, they were good, and no, no, only Gronkowski, Brandon Cooks, those were the big talents. Everybody else, I mean, up in well, Elderman. I mean, Elderman is a good receiver, but these guys are not like they're not stars. They're stars because of the the system they was put in, who they was put in it with. Cooks and Gronkowski were the real guys to look at. None of the running backs, the only star running back I can really recall Brady playing with was Corey Dillon. One of the best running backs in football at the time he was dead. When Brady had the team with Randy Moss, that team went to a different level. When Brady got with the Buccaneers, that team went to a whole different level. He had loads of talent. I mean, loads of talent. And so the Buccaneers are now stuck on it, putting him with loads of talent so he can just ball out. Hertz has talent of an MVP caliber quarterback. A lot of people did. Jamarcus Russell did, but he never played it or applied it. We've seen Jalen Hurts get on that field and wield this team to victory. Don't talk about players, the teams he played against, because if he doesn't beat them, then what are y'all saying? Y'all saying more stuff about him. Oh, he didn't even beat this team, but he beat the team he was supposed to beat. When they were down, when they lost to the New York Giants, which was a crazy loss, that team came back and w- went to the playoffs because of hurts. Yes we know he needs to improve but we know the type of talent he has. Just looking at practice now to talk about that just to look at practice hurts is all oh, this mess everybody talking about I've talked I looked at talked to reporters people been in the camps saw the film. So, Hurts, he looks way more confident, way more stable, way more composed. He makes a mistake. He goes back and makes a good play. Hurts is ready. It's no doubt in my mind, Hurts is ready. This man stoned. Nice ball after nice made nice play, looks tough, way more confident than last camp. He just looks more composed, more into the team, more as his team. And like I said, I loved Hurts when he came from Oklahoma. And, you know, when people talk, no, it's not. I'm saying one guy, I was telling him, I said, if Hurts doesn't, he cannot have the same year he had this year. Because if he had A.J. Brown last year, we wouldn't even be talking. It'd be two or three more. It was a lot of wins the Eagles could have had. You know, Hurts had some mistakes. He did. Receivers dropped some balls. They did. We didn't have the pass rush we're supposed to. We didn't. So now you look at this team. It's a whole different team. Totally better. The defense is going to be better. We're going to be able to win them games with the defense. But Hurts himself, just having, if he had A.J. Brown, if he had Zach Pascal last year with his numbers to replace Rager, how about that? Just put them two guys on this team for Hertz. No matter none of the mishaps he's doing and the and the drop passes that happened wouldn't have happened. And the and the dependability on a veteran, a guy that's made Pro that has been a star would have been big for Hertz. Would have had a whole another year, even though he was still needed to work on some things. You wouldn't have saw as many mistakes. People wouldn't have been as down at all on Hertz because you got a you had a rookie last year. You had to depend on a rookie. Nobody, nobody even thinks of that. This is a second-year quarterback with a rookie. This guy has to learn. He has to progress. A lot of quarterbacks had to. So when we come back, man, we're going to talk about the running back situation. And just how good the Eagles can be and, and what they get Kareem Hunt when we get back on Friday Leader?
1: with that big lock. I put him in Ziploc. He put him on TikTok. What happened to hip-hop? The dope-ass MC, the DJ Big crates. I first heard double Dutch bust on the little 8s mr magic plan. Turn it down. It's too late. Chuck being Cool J. The era was so great. Been enough flashback to this dope-ass rap. Right now, my foot is on these little niggas. Back, I click, clack, the iron. Whoever out there dying. Spin back, shoot whoever out there crying. Forgive me, Lord. The drug dealers ain't teach me nothing. I had to learn. I see niggas be killed for frontin'. Now, I'm out Side Airbnb from the era when they was scared to rhyme at yeah, yeah. niggas better stop. better stop Y'all know about D block Funny ass dancers, nigga. All we have was the walk. Maybe running man, but I was tied for that Crack rocks, nigga, black tops and ratchet. Oh that's my little homie sister, she could catch it. niggas throw you off like you supposed to die, but I'ma go up
2: no when a nigga that you follow in is extra soul. take his gun and smack him if you fucking cold I with that I teach you a lesson it's not my fault, you're you too much hate is why you missing your blessings, like my chances with any contestants, lower your tone now, cause we all grown now that bitch you did don't mean nothing, you home now, that just mean you can catch two in your not now, really have a going home party alone now, who ain't make it, you got no talent, so use your rights and just remain silent save the tough talk cause you ain't valid you just on drugs you ain't wowin, when they knock your teeth out you ain't smiling, I pay taxes and you ain't fallin I'm still hungry, my stomach is growling, and the fangs is out, that mean my niggas is howling. hate suspected we already seen love, you mad we really gettin' the money you dreamed of, 33 and a third, everything between us you seen loyalty every time you seen us, boys a genius, get off my penis, before you force me to send the cleaners, what I am is my brother's keeper, and what do kill you will make you weaker, fuck boy, what up boy, T-Mines, I'm gonna hit him twice, he think I throw him the peace sign. Double tap, it's a bubble wrap. If they cook enough, then it's coming back. Hit with an axe like a lumberjack. Timber lands with the 38, in for niggas that think they ninjas. Boy, like Zeke in the final when I'm injured. Gangsta, hate him when Sam fell for ginger. Dope, boy, I'ma be going till November. Coming back in the new drop. boiling a a shoot like the NBA two-spot. Yeah. What you really trying to do? Yeah. I'm the top, boy. What you need a little food?
0: We back on fire, Leader, man. That was the Locks Terminated. as their new track. My favorite rap group of all time. We back. Let's talk football. The Kareem Hunt thing. I don't, I don't know. I guess people were scared of the injury part, hamstring. I don't think there's too much we worried about. When Dermontae Smith was out, they set them out. They didn't have to, but they wanted to be cautious. Phillies already said they're going to be cautious. They want their players to be ready for camp. So, if they don't want to aggravate something and they want to be like, oh, let me fall back and not aggravate this and mess it up. You know, it's different in the season. Guys will be hurt all season. You won't even know it to the end of the season. They want to be cautious with my because of what y'all worried about. All their players, they want to be like that with. You know, so... The Kareem Hunt thing, okay, he runs different from Miles Sanders, Um, but one's 5'11", 216, Kareem Hunt, one's 5'11", eleven Miles Sanders. I understand y'all talk about the, the power back you want, but <sighs> Kareem Hunt played eight games last year, he had 386 yards, five touchdowns, 4.9 yards per rush. Well, we know Miles Sanders didn't have no rushing touchdowns last year, right? But he rushed for 784 yards in 12 games. He had 5.5 yards per rush. I mean, the only reason he didn't get in the end zone because the Eagles just didn't put him in there. You know, goal line situations was different. Remember, Jalen Hurts had 10 of them. So we know he did a lot of the goals. We, we know where that happened. If you look at the games, you knew what happened. You know, Miles Sanders had his injury part, but he still had 784 yards. Last year, how about that? Let's just talk about last year. Excuse me, twenty twenty, where he had eight hundred and forty some yards, and he had six touchdowns, four point two yards per rush, eight hundred sixty seven yards, six touchdowns, five point three yards per rush. And we all talk about his receptions. Um, the year before, he had fifty two targets. And- 28 receptions but last year he actually was better 34 targets 26 receptions so it's all about getting Miles Sanders more involved which I think Sariani should do with catching the football with rushing the football now um, I'm just telling y'all this because Miles Sanders has been better than we're just talking about the last two years it's been better than Kareem Hunt and I guess that I I guess he's a better power runner I, I, I know I've seen his running style because I guess, but I'm not just not convinced that with the guys that we got, you need to go after that guy. Because I mean, these guys cover enough ground. Not to go after a guy, just trade for him and give him a new contract. He wants a new contract. That's, he's not going to the Eagles. He's not going to go to the Eagles. The Eagles would have him this for this year and see how things go. You have to earn your keep. Because let me tell you this. The Eagles' two running backs, Boston Scott and Gainwell, were four yards per carry and over. Just like it's like um, Hunt would be. Gainwell had four. Gainwell had four point three yards per rush and five touchdowns last year. Scott had four point three yards per rush and seven touchdowns last year. I mean, he averages four point four yards per rush on his career. Hunt averages four point six yards per rush on his career. I'm just trying to tell you, like, what are we doing? Okay, I understand you need a power back, but trading for a guy and giving him a new contract, and then trading for a guy of a hunt caliber when you got three running backs already about to get the ball. You know, usually a, a power back, we're talking about situations, certain situations you bring them into play. And Kennedy Brooks. Kennedy Brooks had seven rush for 26 yards the last preseason game, but he had a touchdown. He's 5'11", 2'13". Hunt's 5'11", 260. He runs just like Jordan Howard does straight north-south, running straight ahead. And you got a guy like that you can focus on. And why I say you can do that, it's not a rush because you got three running backs and you got one of the best lines in football. All these guys can do so much. Boston Scott, fast, uh, east-west. And for his size, he can run straight at you. Kenneth Gainwell can do the same thing. And he can run from side to side. You got that type of line with you, let Miles Sanders run inside. He's also, But he's a guy that also is a agility, east to west, come through, move his feet. All these guys average four yards per rush. And so your main running back averages five yards per rush. And you're talking about you need to go out there and trade for a running back, Kareem Hunt. Now, I, I wouldn't have a problem with this if you didn't dedicate the three other. We already got three running backs. Now you feel like those guys aren't good enough or are you taking away from them. It's like, it's, it's like you're really... The only reason I go at people let's, let's shout out to Dan Silly is a great show. Um is because I just feel like what for? Okay, we are stacking the chips. But do we need that though? Do we need that? Look how the Eagles got another safety. That was such a smart deal. I think they they got the best deal. I don't I don't think uh you know, our Sega white side can't be good with the Seattle um, Seahawks. I think he would. I think putting him at tight end is too much. He, he needs to be a receiver. Um, his time has just run out. But what are we talking about? Like I said, going back to the first discussion, yes, Jalen Hurts is either MVP. What I mean by it is either MVP or he's out of here. Because with the t- talent he has and the type of talent that's on the field, that's MVP numbers. You, if you don't do MVP numbers with that team, that means you did bad. You didn't do well, and that team's not going to go anywhere. Or they're going to look at that season and see the struggles in you, and they're going to go for another quarterback anyway. They're not going to be happy with Jalen Hurts, whether they win the suit, whether they win the uh, division or not. If Jalen Hurts can't have an MVP season with this type of talent, then you're going to see the struggles in him. And he's not going to be the quarterback. It's just too much talent for him to not have an MVP caliber season. Not win the MVP. MVP caliber season. There were so many people last year that had MVP caliber seasons. You have to listen. And what I'm talking about, what I, Jalen Hurts should almost throw, I say 4,500 yards is coming. That, that's, that's what I go with. I say 30. Yeah, I say he should get like 33 touchdowns. Could be more than that. If you look at just between Smith and, and, and Brown, yeah, man, the type of talent both those guys are, I'm looking at it. between eight and 10 touchdowns each easy. Then you're looking at Goddard, the same thing. Those three guys alone could Garner, I don't think Goddard gets 10 touchdowns. I think Goddard might get seven, eight. I think Brown could get like 14 of them. Like, it's gonna be a real I think I'm gonna go with 12. And I think that uh Smith gets 10. I think that that's a dynamic duo right there. 10, 12, and 7. And what is that right there? Um 29. So you got 29. And then we're looking at everybody else. You got Sanders who can catch touchdowns. You got Watkins who can catch touchdowns. You got Pascal. You got the, the other guys. Nobody ever – that's just 29 off the star guys. Just think about Gainwell, Scott, you know, screen passes, touch passes to get involved just alone. So I'm thinking at least 36 to 37 touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. Even – like it, like, I'm really exaggerating. Lowly exaggerating because if 29, we're looking at 11 more touchdowns can't come from other guys. Think about it. Quares Watkins, where will he catch? I think five touchdowns is right in his facility. Then we're looking at everybody else. You got Gainwell. You got Scott. You think you can't get five touchdowns in between? I think 40 touchdowns is definitely... With 4,500 yards is definitely, and then we're looking at rushing, man. Where do we think Hurts is going to go after getting 784 yards and led the league in rushing? Do you think Philadelphia cannot get, you think Jalen Hurts won't get 800 more yards rushing? If if Miles Sanders has 784 yards, man, like they both are dynamic, it, it's crazy how they could really go. If Mal Sanders gets 1,000 yards, Jalen Hurts gets the same yards he had last year because Mal Sanders only played 12 games. So if he can play, uh, if Mal Sanders, listen, he was only what? 784 yards. So he was only 216 yards away from 1,000 yards. Think about that. Two, two games, just, just 14 games. He's a 1,000-yard rusher, man. Then he's really, a, if you look at it, it's a couple of big games away, really, because it was some games he didn't get enough carries in. You know, he could have still had that 1,000 yards. He didn't have no touchdowns. Sanders is going to be ready to play this year, and Gainwell is going to be better. These are four, four yards per rush type of running backs. I just don't think you go out there, okay, what do you, like, I think it's – I don't think they do it. I can't go against the fans for one Kareem Hunt and us having four running backs to the unbelievable. I can't go against that. He did have 4.9 yards of rush last year. But do you go in there like it's urgent? When you got one running back going five yards per rush, I know we talk about the injuries, but you got Gainwell and Scott. Do you go after another running back because you think you won't have – Sanders, this just don't make no sense to me. I just don't. They didn't go after Jesse Bates. Everybody Jesse Bates. I was like, hmm. They just got tart. They're not gonna just go after Jesse Bates. That don't make no sense. You, you just got tart. Now you're going after another guy. just to put no. You go after a guy that's young, can be on special teams if he's not starting, can still cover, can still hit. And yeah, that was an unbelievable pickup. I got to give him that. That was unbelievable. So, once again, I have to re- just keep saying this because people, oh, well, all he has to do is do this. Okay, if he has the MVP season, all, everything you said is going to happen. But if he's not having an MVP type, see this, 4,500 yards, 40 touchdowns. Um, I don't expect him to get a lot of interceptions, man. just don't. Even if he has accuracy problems, I think he's he's definitely improved this year on his accuracy. He's Even if you see some mishaps, some mistakes, he has some things he improved in it's going to make him better. He's he's a better thrower than last year, even though he still has work to do. He's a better thrower. So that's trouble. And he's going to run on people. I mean, he's going to come out their that pocket even better because now he's comfortable back there. It's his third year with the team, second year starting. He's going to know definitely where to go. He's going to know his offensive lineman. He's going to be dynamic this year. But he has to have those MVP numbers. Like I said, if 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 Sanders has a thousand yards, just there's, there's a suggestion. they could have the he could have the same yards he had last year rushing. I could see that. Ten touchdowns. I could see that. I could see him getting ten touchdowns. The one thing that's not being mentioned is how much of a scoring team the Eagles are going to be. Like. He can get 10 touchdowns and Miles Sanders can still get seven touchdowns with Gainwell getting three and Boston Scott getting three. Miles Sanders can have a thousand yards rushing and Jalen Hurts still have 800 yards rushing. And then you look at Gainwell, that's 300 each from Gainwell and Boston Scott both having four yards per rush and say they get the same touchdown. I got the same touchdowns they had last year, but they both get three this year. I mean, that's still dangerous. You got two guys that can catch the ball out the backfield. Like this is a dangerous unit. I, I just think that's an unbelievable team to see, and that's the thing i break it down. Now, the Nova poll I have is who will be the leading score next year? Will it be Kaleb Daniels? Will it be Brandon Slater, Cam Newton? Or will it be Eric Dixon? Yes, Eric Dixon is a guy you should think about being the leading scorer because if anybody remembers, there was a run that Eric Dixon had for like a good four games where he was really being the factor, the lead factor to helping Villanova win. And he was having great games. He can shoot from the outside. He's powerful inside. People forget the type of prospect. I mean, Duke wanted them from us. You know, so... Well, well, wanted to commit, you know, wanted to get him to commit to them instead of Villanova. So people forget how good Dixon and, and people know how really good he is. He's got more experience. He's going to be even better. And he is going to be a guy that gets more opportunities to score because it's his time. Shout out to Alan Ray, Villanova legend. People want to know who Jay Wright will have the relationship with, like he had with Gillespie, like he had with Brunson. Well, this is another coach. So you have to wait to after the season to see what guy steps up. And Alan Ray had a, a suggestion of saying but like people were saying Kalyb, you know. Kalyb Daniels. And that's a, a good choice because he's the vet, you know, he's the the big vet. You know, he's the, the vet of vets on this team. So, him and Slater are the vet of vets on this team. So, you know, him or Slater would be, anybody say those would be the logical picks, but we don't know yet. We don't know how he even approached this team, which player will grow, it's, it's all about who coach grows closest to. But, what I said was, I like Alan Ray's perception of Kalib. You know, he's saying he's tough and all that, but the thing is, Villanova, it's always, any team anyway, but especially Villanova, any any team makes their a logical choice, I say. It usually happens like that because they've been there longer. But the vets, Villanova really depends on their vets all the time. They always have a big three. Last year was Jermaine Samuels, Justin Moore, and um, Kyle Gillespie. That's the big three. You know, Moore won't be there to start the year. This is a big thing, too. This is big. Because uh, Justin Moore could come in sometime in February, we say. I, I used to say earlier than that, but you, know, you got to be logical. I think there's a chance he could come in and play in January. But February is the more hit because now, you know, they're developing this. It's just to it's just go for January, February. So he comes back. And I think it's a chance he comes back because there's been a lot of signs toward that, you know. You've seen the workout videos on tape. A lot of sources, you know, he's trying to come back this year. He wants to play this year. In hopes of being, you know, getting that draft stock up. You know, he wants to really be the type of guy that might just leave after this year. He might. He might do it. But I just hope he don't make that mistake if he doesn't play at all this year. And, and doesn't show enough, you know, because Justin Moore is a lottery. He's a top 20 pick. He's a top 20 pick. He's definitely a top 20 pick. Top 20 talent. But not right now because of the injury. You know how people think. But it's a talent, a top 20 talent. But let's think about who we think. Now, 58% say Caleb Daniels. And 30% saying Cam Whitmore will lead the team in scoring. 5% said um, Slater. 7% said Eric Dixon. This team will be led by those three guys. Ken Whitmore won't matter. Neither with Mark Armstrong. Neither with Jordan Longino. None of those guys will matter. The bench won't matter if it's good. If that big three doesn't set the tone. That's what they need. Now, the scary part of Villanova could be if Moore comes back, that's a championship team, just that quick. If Moore comes back and he's impacting, that's a championship team, and that's a scary team because you bring Justin Moore back, and what do you do? Do you put him as starter? Because this isn't Jay Wright running the basketball no more, so now Coach Neptune has this team already intact. You wouldn't know to bring Justin Moore right back. Cause you haven't, you ain't put him in your offense yet. So for sure, when he comes back, he'll start off off the bench. I think he'll start off off the bench just to get him in tune with the offense, and and going good with the offense and impacting. It's a very good, uh, very scary team with Justin Moore back. Whenever he gets back, you put him in there. It's crazy because if Justin Moore comes back, he's backing up point guard. Uh, he's backing up shooting guard. That's what's gonna happen. Shooting guard. And then Brizzy and Archie will share time. But Justin Moore is definitely gonna come in there and play big minutes. It's not even a question. It's not even the he's gonna come in there and play big minutes. On the bench or not, he's gonna play big minutes. That, so that changes the dynamic of, you know, you might have Brizzy, but Brizzy got time. When when Moore gets back, Brizzy will have time, in and, and a lot more got so to make them a better team. Picture that, Justin Moore's back. I think that would put Caleb Daniels on the bench they put Justin Moore, Kalyb will be that guy off the bench. Justin Moore will end up being on starting, and then there'll be Mark Armstrong and Justin Moore. That'll be a good good team with Kalyb Daniels off the bench and Chris Archer Diakono backing up point guard. That's an interesting, but we'll see what happens as this finishes and what we think will happen. I think this is a good squad. Um, I do think Khalid Daniels has a big East player of the year year. So I'm out of here, y'all. Um just wanted to talk a few things. We'll be back next on Follow Leader to come up. We'll see what next suggestions I come up with. But I'm out of here, y'all. Follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook. I'm out, y'all. Follow Leader.
1: In the flow, in the, floor, in the Some last, I? Some last, I? I can take a phrase as well as her. Now it's a daily word. Illidanoma. Rock him rock him with man, I been. And a